I remember sitting in a coffee house and just writing down that you know this is how much I want to make with you at Lucky, and we ended up making that in like three months after launching. And then I wrote down, okay, this is what we have to make uh, with Uability now. And then we also ended up hitting that. So now I have written a third target, and hopefully we are on our way to achieve that as well. This is episode one of Strictly Motivation with founder of Uability, Rohan Dhawan. Welcome to a new episode of Strictly Motivation. My name is Romit Jaitwani and I'm your host for this show. Each week I will be interviewing modern day entrepreneurs with multiple figure online businesses. We'll be diving deep to reveal the secrets behind their mindset and marketing so that you can adopt the systems and strategies responsible for their success. In the very first episode of Strictly Motivation, I'm excited to have Rohan Dhawan. He is a consultant from New Delhi, India, responsible for coaching over 60,000 clients across 153 countries. In 2019, he realized that experts in India were not being valued as much as their international counterparts. So he launched UAbility, an education consultancy firm to teach freelancers, consultants and skilled individuals how to demand premium prices and serve high ticket clients in India. His training program, UAbility Elite, has created more success stories than any other traditional program with over 47 clients having already crossed 1 lakh a month and 8 on their way to crossing a crore in annual revenue. I remember speaking to Rohan early 2020 and I have to say, joining UAbility was the best decision I made. Him and his team have such a strong obsession to drive their clients to success. And on this exclusive episode, we decode his journey, mindset, and how he was able to achieve all of this at the age of 24. Let's dive in. So Rohan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being the first guest on Strictly Motivation. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you? I'm absolutely great. Thank you for asking. So first of all, congratulations on having more than 600 customers in UAbility. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. And of course, couldn't have been possible without your help and uh, all the other people who are part of our community. Absolutely. So when I actually look at everything that's happening with UAbility and the success stories, one thing that really comes to my mind is that this all was once upon a time a vision of a 22-year-old. And what's even more fascinating is that you're 24. So how does it feel for you at such an age, a young age, to have achieved this much of success in a short span of time? Yeah, see, honestly, it all, firstly, it all comes down to the way you see success, honestly. And in my eyes, I still, like, I'm proud, but I'm not satisfied. I'm still hungry. So to answer your question, it feels great, but, and, and I'm proud of myself and I'm really proud of the entire team and the entire community base, but I'm still hungry for more. That's how I feel. Awesome. And I was doing some research about you, Rohan, and I realized that you actually started pretty early. It was only when you were 17 that you started the website Buzzpedia. And that was your first taste of internet success, if I may. So that was like almost 
seven years back and I, if you look at your age then, you were probably just a teenager, 17, 18 year old. So do you feel that because you started really early that gave you a huge advantage? I would, I would not deny it, to be very honest. Because I think like as soon as I got a computer, I think that's, that's been like a blessing. Probably one thing that I'm really thankful to my parents for. And as soon as I got a computer, I just went crazy and started exploring it. So to answer your question, yes, uh, I, I do think it, it could be a good reason or one of the many reasons why I sort of made it to what I am today. Excellent. And what was your motivation at that age? Because normally a 17-year-old is doing much more like different stuff, partying and dating and all that stuff. But what really drove you to make it all a reality at that age? So ever since I was a kid, as I was telling you, since I got a computer, I loved exploring the internet and building things. You know, whatever I could get my hands on. And at that point of time, money is something I didn't care about because I just liked building. So whether it would be creating a video, whether it would be uh, maybe developing an app, website, learning something. So I, I was really fond of that. I read about your story and you mentioned that you did take up a corporate internship. And while that was not something that you wanted to pursue, that was also the same time where you started exploring and building things on the internet. So what was your motivation to pursue the internet full time? Yeah, absolutely. So as I was saying that, you know, I love building stuff since I was a kid. And just as you were telling before that I got this internship at Times of India around uh, about when I was in early years of college. And I remember the first day I went there, it, it just didn't feel like I had the freedom to do what I liked, which was building stuff. I was just doing normal stuff like the admin work, basically, which I get it, honestly, because they can't expect an intern to do much on their first day. So like after a few days, you know, just seeing how everybody else operates, what they do and the order that they have to operate in the hierarchy system and seeing all those things around myself, I just thought that, dude, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I, I need to go back to that space, you know, just like how I, I was when I was a kid, you know, the, the, having that freedom to do whatever I want to build, whatever I want to create, whatever I want. And I think that's primarily the reason why I decided to leave it. I'll leave that internship and just go back to the roots. And, you know, I, I just, I just thought to myself, look, this is the time that, that I finally uh, have the option or the ability to really do what I wanted to do as I was a kid, because when I really want to do all those, you know, cool things like building things like websites or whatever, Back in school, you know, you had other things like, you know, you had exams, you had other things to worry about. And obviously my parents, they weren't the best for me. So they supported the idea of me uh, focusing more on my studies and everything rather than uh, the internet world. So during my internship, when I quit it, I, I just thought to myself, look, now I have all the time, I have all the energy, so I could just uh, put all my focus over here and start, you know, following my passion. So that's, that's what happened. That was my motivation. 
how did you convince your parents that this is what you wanted to do so i would say after i was done with my basic level graduation i think my parents then realized that if i want to be happy then i will need to kind of do what i want to do so eventually they started seeing that you know that this is what i really want to do so they didn't stop me they stopped forcing things on me they they stopped saying that you should go do an internship they just said you know do what you like in fact i remember after that times of india thing i got another opportunity to do this internship in shanghai china and i applied for it it was in digital marketing position only and i applied for it and i got selected for it and uh, my visa and everything was ready and i just look at my parents and i'm like i don't want to do it and they didn't ask for any justification or anything like that they just said uh, but do you have a plan b and i said that yes i i just want to continue working on the projects that i i i was working on that time so you know they were pretty supportive besides your parents being so supportive which is foundational to uh, the reason why you are today do you also have any influences apart from your parents that actually helped you or in a way your mentors when you started off like who did you look up to when you were exploring this world of digital marketing i think everybody like world is like an open book and you should just literally think that you should try to learn from everything or every human being for example you know i would i would also say that i have learned a lot from you i think i've i've known you for more than a year or approximately a year now right yeah i think more than uh, a year and a half easily yeah so throughout your entire journey as well i got to learn a lot of things as well if you want specific answers like names of like any public gurus or whatever see initially my interest started off with exploring individuals who owned companies like airbnb especially that venture capitalist firm i think it's called as y combinator and i i love following every every company that they have created i remember as a kid i would watch documentaries about the founder of dropbox i would watch the movie social network almost like every year so people like such i've always looked upon but then when i entered the internet marketing space i needed somebody who does exactly what i do or what i want to do and i could like kind of take inspiration from them and learn from them and initially i think one of the biggest influences that i've had is you know one individual that i worked with around 2018 when i was kind of like lost regarding what to do what what should be the next step how should i grow how should i take my business to the next level i was running an agency at that point of time so that's when i decided to start working with this individual his name is lintrin and he's from melbourne australia and i think he i am pretty sure he still owns it or at least at the time that i worked with him he owned a seven figure plus firm uh, which was 1% group and i i really worked with him for a long period of time i lo- i worked with him i i managed the entire marketing and the day to day ops so i learned a lot from him so he's one and another one i could definitely say is sam owens because at a time when i was really lost in my life this like i remember coming across his youtube videos and his his content and everything and i decided to even enroll in their mentorship program and learn a lot so i think at least if you if you want specific answers regarding the internet marketing world uh, these two individuals have been the biggest influence 
what was a moment in your life where you felt like you mentioned earlier you felt lost like why were you feeling lost what were you doing at that time okay if you talk about that time specifically it was around 2017 and as soon as the year 2017 started my sole objective for that year was to make $10000 in a month and uh, i wanted to really have a, a multi six figure business and that was a big goal of mine so i was uh, around I, i think i was 19 or 20 that time and so i i, I worked hard and i remember i was i was so naive because you know it, it just explains like what i'm about to share with you if you just explain how naive i was i uh, i was like about to host a webinar it was a live webinar in in 2017 and i call up my dad and uh, i i i just say that oh dad you know what like i'm about to hit my first uh, $10000 month you know this this webinar this first webinar that i'm about to do uh it, it's going to be a hit and i'm i'm just going to crack 10k in this webinar and uh, he, my dad was like you know just being supportive like a normal dad and he was like okay you know good luck son like i hope you do and i do that and like i host the webinar and people are dead and it it crashes so by crashes i mean like it it worked out fine technically but i did not end up making $10000 in fact i didn't even make any anywhere close to it so i was pretty disappointed because i thought wait you know i was i was told about all these dreams by these gurus that all i have to do is just one webinar and suddenly i'll make it i'll become that rock star personality that i always dreamt about so that was far from from the truth and that didn't happen so i had to consistently keep working towards it keep working towards it and this was like summer of 2017 then comes august right so i remember this is the period when i think i just did not do anything else but exclusively focus those months on my business and uh, i i tried figuring out different kind of methods different kind of ways and nothing nothing was working out so and august i or i think not august like before that one month before that i started hearing about this concept a lot that you know you should become a high ticket consultant and i was like what the hell is this high ticket consultancy like i'm doing these live webinars i thought you know selling on these webinars is pretty high ticket and on its own like what else can we do and then i started noticing that people who were really winning what they did was they were not just taking the online elements like having a completely automated system but they also added an offline element at the end of their webinar which was a sales call which was like kind of like an offline element and i noticed this and i was like okay that's crazy but since i was desperate for hitting that goal i i decided to implement this and i didn't take any kind of mentorship i didn't take any anything literally nothing was taken I remember just going to Google and looking for a script on how to sell to somebody and just forming something trying to connect the pieces together and just forming something. And <laughs> like if you would look at that script you would start laughing you'd be like this is uh this is crazy. So the, uh, but but I did it anyway so probably one big regret I have is I should have gotten some sort of mentorship earlier around that time only it would have saved me a lot of time. 
regardless i i do the webinar again but this time i i say to people it's it's this is august 2017 i tell people that okay i'm not going to pitch you anything all you have to do is if if you're interested in working with me let's have a friendly chat let's let's get to know each other and see if i can help you out and i invited them to a phone call so from 1st august till 10th august i did sales calls and i was booked and i think within that one week or something i hit over $10000 in sales and i was like whoa <laughs> what just happened because i i i tried doing so many live webinars i tried doing every single thing possible like i did live webinars i tried doing challenges i tried anything that you can think about all those methods i tried it and nothing got me results so fast and i was addicted i was like whoa what have i done and i felt great and uh, you know after that that continued for the next 3 4 months kept making pretty decent money for that age and uh, that's when the loss thing happened what well, what ended up happening is after i started making money and i started serving all these individuals i was not happy for some reason and i thought that this is it like once i hit this target this uh, milestone that i was obsessing about for years and years i finally hit it and now i'm unhappy what's wrong like i should be you know celebrating or i should i should be doing all those things that i dreamt about but then i i didn't do that and i felt lost because i was not enjoying doing what i liked in the first place which was building and really helping people that i'm passionate about helping and uh, yeah obviously my enthusiasm started going down and that's when i started really rethinking that business is just not about making money it's about also doing something that number 1 makes you happy and number 2 you look forward to doing it every day and lastly you create evolution and by evolution i mean lead to the growth of the society and i don't mean like you have to create a massive change like you know maybe send people to mars but even any kind of small change that affects one people two people three people and you really are happy about that that's that's what i realized okay this is what my true purpose is so yeah to that i think like that that kind of explains why i was feeling lost during that time in fact i wanted to ask that when you were doing this live webinar and you were figuring out different methods before you stumbled upon doing sales calls what what were you selling in these webinars so that time i had an e-commerce consultancy agency where we would do consulting work and done for you agency work for anybody who had a shopify store or they would be into e-commerce yeah so i would do done for you work for them and were these international clients yeah they were international yeah Okay so when you started you started off with building your own website with buzzpedia and then you moved to ecom is that right yeah so with buzzpedia when i launched it i did not like i i knew how to get a lot of traffic to buzzpedia and that's the game i had mastered but what i didn't know was how to monetize this traffic i was relying on the uh, google adsense uh, for my bread and butter because i thought if i could just like put ads on my website is going to just like make me a lot of money which was not such a sensible idea i mean sure there are a lot of people who make a living with that but i didn't see any future at least so i had to stop doing buzzpedia and then what i did 
I again went in this like kind of lost mode, like what to do now, what to do now, what's next. And that's when I, you know, when you literally have nothing to do, you just, at least for me, this is my kind of like, you want to call it passion or hobby or whatever. I just start sharing, you know, videos or blogs of whatever I know randomly on the internet. And that's what I start doing. I, whatever results I had achieved with Buzzpedia, I started sharing with other people for free. And, uh, I remember getting a few comments saying that, wow, this knowledge is pretty awesome. You should be charging money for it. And I said, okay, whatever. And I kept doing that, kept doing that. And I started noticing that this one category of individuals were approaching me a lot, which were e-commerce store owners, because these people needed a lot of traffic, which they didn't know how to get, but they had a product which they could monetize on or a bunch of products. And the first person who approached me regarding this was Vijay. I think I was 18 then. And he told me that Rohan, I have an e-commerce store. It would be great if you can do marketing for me. And that was my first contract. So yeah, after Buzzpedia, then I went into e-commerce agency and consulting. Okay. So now if we look at your perspective towards money and your relationship with money being at that age where you're earning in thousands of dollars, if you convert it into rupees, is still a lot of money for a teenager. My question to you here, Rohan, is that were you already comfortable with money or was this like, whoa, this is insane. Like, I don't know what to do with this money. Like, what was your situation at that point in time? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I started earning with Buzzpedia, Buzzpedia was my first you can say official income that I would call as income, like anything before that was like, I wouldn't call it like enough to be even called as income. So the money I started making with Buzzpedia, I remember everything that I made, I just spent it all like, uh, you know, on anything like going out, restaurants, food, whatever. And I remember that somehow or for some reason at the end of the month, I would noticed that I felt really bad. I felt kind of guilty that what have I done? I, I had this money and I earned like by working hard the entire month and now it's gone and, and it feels bad. And then the other thing that I started noticing is I have this friend and uh, he, he's been one of my childhood friends. So his father is, uh, you know, like he's a multi-millionaire, like he's, he's filthy rich. But I think like for till I was like in, you know, fourth year of college or something, he still used to drive a Honda Civic or something like that. Okay. Which if for anybody uh, knowing, like for a multi-millionaire that like he could easily would have afford a uh, much more expensive car. And I would notice that he at least the stories that my childhood friend uh, used to tell me that he used to live like a very s simple lifestyle, very, very minimalistic style. And he would be pretty frugal about things, you know, thinking twice before making any kind of decision and making sure that he has enough cash stacked with him. Like that's, that's just kind of, kind of the mentality that he had. So just taking that into account, that's, that's, that's like a thing that I really remember till date as well. Uh, so taking that into account, plus the, the feeling I used to get at the end of the month that, you know, I spent, I, I made money and then at the end of the month, I have nothing. 
so all these things taking into account i think the next time when i launch my uh, e-commerce consultancy agency the money i i made i made sure that you know majority of it stays in the bank like it's it's not moving out absolutely and i firmly believe that we're an average of the five six people we spend the most time with so at that age you have your set of friends from school your friends from college when they were looking at your your growth then how how was that experience for you to be around your friends at that point in time most of them didn't believe it <laughs> so like i remember at least when i was i, I did my graduation from uk and i remember i was like abroad of like with one of my friends so we were just going somewhere and like one of my friends just asked me like ron why why don't you come out and this was in 2017 right the, the time when i was really committed towards hitting that 10k a month target right so i i was on an exchange and the these friends of mine started like really questioning like ron you are here for an exchange why aren't you like just having fun like you know what were you doing the whole day in the house yesterday like why weren't you out with us and you know i i just told them that oh yeah i was you know working on this consultancy thing i signed a client and everything and when they said client you signed like what what do you mean like who did you sign how much did you sign for and then that time i just said you know this is who i signed this is this is how much they paid me that's why i was working on that and then they were like ha ha like you really did that come on man i don't believe you so you know that's when i realized okay these people don't understand so uh, didn't didn't say um, much to them after that and you know i just stopped discussing uh, a- anything related to work with at least my college friends and then uh, the friends that i have which are my childhood friends those people are you know as i said they most of them belong to like business families like how i was giving you an example of one of my friends right so they most of them belong to business families and most of them are kind of like i won't say 100% as crazy as me but uh like they are also like pretty committed like you know that you, i have to become something and you know very ambitious and self driven so a lot of them do understand or did understood uh what i was going through okay so you know they say that entrepreneurship is uh it can get lonely and there will be a lot of people who will not understand what you're going through and when you have there are certain expectations you know with respect to the career that you're going to pick and choose and you go take the road less traveled you take the unconventional way then there's always going to be some sort of resistance not just from the parents but from the friends around you questioning what you're doing and to have the resilience and the determination to stay focused stay on path regardless of what other people's opinions are and the company you keep determines how you think as well and when you have people around you who are as ambitious as you then it helps create that synergy and helps boost your morale but if it's the other way around and if you have people around you who are uh, very one track minded then uh, it does influence your way of thinking as well and at the age of 18 19 when you're you're studying you're building your e-com consultancy agency you're signing clients while your colleagues are you know trying to uh, date you know that girl 
that takes a lot of sacrifice and i firmly believe that if you if you truly want something then you have to make certain sacrifices because if you don't then what you want becomes the sacrifice so i want you to just tell me rohan that i understand that you had the drive you had the determination you were hungry it takes a certain mindset to deal with certain challenges so how did you build and develop that mental strength over these years to overcome all these challenges that you must have faced along the way i think it just happens naturally over time by putting in the reps for example back in the days like when i was like 18 or something like that and i remember that one of my ads account got shut and facebook is very notorious for that in case you are in the advertising space anybody listening so my ad account got shut down and i remember like i i think my dad still has a picture of it i was kind of like i wouldn't say crying but like i was like in such a depressed state and just holding my face you know and just just wondering like i don't know what's going to happen next i think this is the end of the world and now that i think about it experiencing something like that is such a tiny aspect of what you experience once you keep evolving so it's best to understand those moments like you know whenever something happens and what i started doing at least in my case i started taking a note of those moments and then trying to really write down what i learned from that particular experience was it a positive learning was it a negative learning would i like to continue with that how i would deal with something in the future if i face something similar and yeah i just kept making notes and just kept moving forward and over time by putting in the consistent amount of reps i think well i'm i'm still nowhere near the mental tough toughness required to build a huge unicorn and hopefully one day i'll reach there but i think so far it, the best practice has been just learning from the experiences taking a note of it and making sure that you like failing is fine but once you have failed and you've learned from it and then you fail again with the same thing that's not acceptable absolutely and i i believe that when you make failure your friend you learn from that friend and you never see that friend again that's the fastest way to success so i want to speak to you ron about like when you came back from the uk and you were running your ecom agency now how did this idea of your ability come into your vision what was that defining moment where you felt there was a need that you wanted to fulfill in the market yeah so after my e-commerce agency you know i kind of left that and the reason why i left it is because i was feeling lost as i already explained earlier and that was because i was not passionate about serving the clients i was working with i just didn't like the again this is my personal opinion everybody is entitled to their own uh, this is just what i thought at that time that i didn't find the joy in helping somebody who was just taking products from like china or alibaba or somewhere you know finding it for cheap and then just putting up a higher price tag and selling it on their own website and just using arbitrage because facebook was cheap that time to make some quick bucks 
So I thought, okay, yeah, like this, this is fine for now, but what about five years from now? What about 10 years from now? What, what would I do? This is what I want to continue with for the rest of my life. So clearly the answer was no. So I stopped doing that. And then I went in this like total confusion mode. And I think that's when I asked myself that, okay, Rohan, who are you? Like, what have you been doing so far? And then I realized I have been consulting. And then I thought, could there be other consultants like myself who require maybe my expertise and maybe require my help in growing their own practice? And throughout this process, what I could do is while I share my process with them, maybe I could also learn how they handle other things like, you know, accountancy, finance, team management, team building, because sure, like I had mastered marketing and sales, but a business is so much more than that. And that's, that's when it was like a, a like an aha moment for me or epiphany or whatever you want to call it, that, that I realized that, you know, I need to learn all these other things. So I, I started looking for people who are consultants like myself, who are way more successful than me. And that's when I came across people like Lindgren. Um, I, I worked with him. I worked with uh, Adam Mesh Trading Group, another multi-seven-figure firm who's a consultant and a coach. I What I did was I started managing their marketing and started taking over their ads account, started learning how to do everything, what's the functionality behind it, how do you run campaigns, and how do you scale those campaigns. And while I was doing that, I was also observing that, okay, this is how you become a coach. This is how you build a support team. This is how you build a marketing team. This is how you do every single thing that that is required in a business other than marketing. Because I know a lot of people, at least when they start out, they think that once they have learned how to do Facebook ads, they know how to operate a business. This was a mistake that I made. So hopefully anybody listening could learn from this. And yeah, I, I started working with the, all these individuals and once I was done with that, I, uh, again, you know, one thing I knew for sure that this is something I'm not going to do for the long term because, you know, done for you services only scale to a certain extent. Like, sure, I could have added more employees, maybe grown a staff uh, force and something and, um, you know, built an agency around it. But I just didn't feel that I should, I should do that. So what I noticed is that, okay, I could become another coach or consultant in uh, the international oceans and try to become just one of the billion other coaches in the international ocean, which has become bloody in my opinion. So what I did was I needed to find my own blue ocean and uh, I started realizing and I started getting questions from a lot of people in India who had like an agency of their own and they wanted help. You know, they, they just wanted my suggestion that how did I get these clients? Like, how did I go about approaching them? How did I handle their marketing and everything? So, you know, I realized that there's like this, this opportunity. And what I did was I said goodbye to my existing done for you clients who were paying me a lot of money. And I just said, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm closing this business and I'm, I'm no longer going to be working on these projects. So this will be my last month. <laughs> and now that you think about it, 
probably it seems like a wise decision right now but back then i was pretty scared i was like well, what the hell am i doing i have the steady income uh, steady cash flow uh, coming in my bank account every month and then you know i just i'm just giving it all away and i remember having this conversation with my dad i was in melbourne that time uh, you know sitting in my apartment and i i just facetime my dad and we had this conversation and i was like dad what what do you, what do you think i should do and you know just like the support of dad he is he just said follow what you were meant to do like all this like you were meant to build things so go ahead and do that so i did that and i realized that okay i need to go back home i need to leave melbourne and i need to figure out you know what i'm going to be doing with this indian market that i have and i go back and uh, from melbourne then i again you know then i start like thinking that okay what exactly i have to do still like i'm in, in this uh, confusion state like should i actually do it because for most people who are starting out i'm sure they can relate to this there's like this imposter syndrome that you're suffering from there's this you know sh- should you do it should you not do it would this work would this not work and i'm sure any kind of entrepreneur um you know when they started out they must have felt like this so that's exactly what was happening so when i feel like that at least for myself i start procrastinating things like i would uh, you know whenever i would feel like i'm i'm i have to make this decision so i would start procrastinating uh, procrastinating it by uh, engaging myself with other activities so from melbourne i came back to delhi and then from delhi i uh, you know flew to glasgow because that i i had to meet my girlfriend at that time so i had to uh, you know go there and i was just like uh, after a, few, a week or two in glasgow uh, you know my ex girlfriend just looks at me and she's like so what do you do again <laughs> and i'm like uh you know when you when you don't know like what what you do so i think the best answer to give is i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> because i'm i'm still trying to like figure out what to do so she's like you know okay like i hope that pays for the uh, rent and the apartment and everything like yeah i think it will it will happen or we we'll, we'll figure out something so uh what i did was um i i, I literally just went back to my room and out of nowhere i just created this page on facebook and called it you have the key and just put like a stock photo uh, from, that i found from google as the cover picture and just launched it and I, i just like start doing some outreach and i like i think within a day or two my calendar was filled with like applications and the the reason why this happened so fast and so naturally is again because of the fact that i was doing this for a long period of time uh, before right so in case anybody is thinking to quit their job and just like randomly start a venture probably not such a wise decision unless you know what you're doing so i launched all that stuff and my calendar got packed and i think the first person i think it was monday morning or something like that i i was just like so excited i just told everyone that look i have a business now like i have my first meeting so please don't disturb me like you know i i locked myself in this room and the first person who had booked a call with me was Sovik and i got on a call with him and he said like i want clients i don't know how to get them and i said that i can help you out and he said how will you help me and on the call i'm not even joking like literally this is what happened 
I, I said to him that, so I have this program, it's called as you of the elite. Would you be interested in joining it? And he said, yes. And then he paid on the call and I was in business. But did you have the product with you or was it in your mind? I had nothing. So it was just an idea. Uh, I had a Google document, something that has obviously evolved over time that I make my clients do as well now. But I had a Google document that time that had, you know, step one, step number one, you know, I'm going to help them out with their foundation, step two sales, and just had that in rough. And I thought, you know, let's just go find a client first. And then I, I think I'll, uh, I'll worry about the delivery, which I did. And I managed it pretty fine. This is 2018, right? Uh, start of 2019. Okay. Wow. So January, 2019, you launched your ability. What I want to focus on is since you chose a path based on your experience of signing high ticket clients for your consultancy, why did you particularly choose your clients for your ability to be Indian and not international when you were working with international clients before? The best way to, I think, explain this is the thought that occurred in my mind or the exact, you know, the way I, I really thought about it was, look, there's... India is like probably the largest democratic country in the world. And then I think population wise, I think the only one who would compete with us would be China. Now, what is China really good at? China is really good at selling products or manufacturing products. And then obviously, you know, exporting them. Now, if China can do that really well, what is that one thing that us Indians have, which they do not have? And that is our ability to communicate in English, just like how we're doing right now. So this means that if we can communicate in a language which is globally understood, and at the same time, if these individuals could either learn a skill or there are already so many who have so much talent, and if, if they could be provided with a correct platform that would allow them to connect with individuals all over the globe, then I think these people could benefit a lot. And that could change not just what I'm doing for myself, but like the economy as a whole. And I think this is a great opportunity for not just India, but any country that really wants to not have borders. Like, I think that's like one of our key statements that we say that talent should not have borders. So like that's, that's the main, one of the main reasons why I selected India. That absolutely makes sense. And when you look at your ability as to where it is today and, you know, when you started it, obviously this was, uh, you know, something that you envisioned, but has it exceeded your expectations? What's actually happening right now with your ability? Or did you expect this to happen this way? I made certain goals. I made certain projections and it feels surreal, but... Whatever I wrote has been like so far touch for turning out to be true exactly the way I wrote it. And I don't know, like maybe it's because it, it could be like n, n number of reasons, but I, I remember when I was like forming, you know, my, the first version of UFDT, like, okay, what, what will I include before I got on a call with Sovet and uh, really had my first sale. I remember writing down you know before you even uh, start writing uh, the the program i think one fun thing that entrepreneurs love to do is 
or at least people who are starting out love to do is they love to like have a napkin and just write down this is how much i will make this is what my idea would be you know my future goal is january target so i remember sitting in a coffee house and just writing down that this is how much i want to make with you ability and we ended up making that in like 3 months after launching and then i wrote down okay this is what we have to make uh, with you ability now and then we also ended up hitting that so now i have written a third target and hopefully we are on a on a way to achieve that as well that's amazing so i mean that's what they say about you know penning your goals down on paper it activates your intention and sets you on the right path to manifest that into a reality however it does mean that you do have to put in the work and put in the effort and put in those hours and get on those sales calls for it to actually happen but that is incredible that what you just said it reassures even the listeners that when you have a clear target you have something to work towards and in you know you see a lot of people who are walking around life aimlessly without any direction not even sure of what they really want so how important is it to you to have certain habits that support your identity the identity that you perceive of yourself as a leader as a founder as a mentor what would you say are your non negotiable top 3 habits that define who you are as a person ron I think the biggest thing that I have learned is it's two things that I've realized okay the first thing is you can have anything you want but you can't have everything that you want and I think this was shared by Ray Dalio in his book by principles probably the best quote that I've read thus um, far because it just proves that as you said earlier that to achieve certain things you have to make sacrifices everything that you see around yourself is all cause and effect and i think if somebody can really understand this simple concept then life would be very simple like once i started seeing things from a cause and effect manner and really started understanding the concept of making sacrifices and everything things just started making sense and things started working in my direction because now you sort of have that level of control to give you an example for somebody like you know wanting to lose weight okay the the fact is simple like if you want to lose weight just eat healthy food and just work out okay now i'm sure i'm no fitness expert but if you look at the general overview of the concept of fitness is just eat well uh if you want to lose weight eat an eat in a calorie deficit if you want to gain muscle or whatever just work out and eat in a surplus a little bit right simple concept and just get sleep and work out now what most people love doing is they love complicating this that oh no i need this ketogenic diet or i need this special type of workout program or i just need this special tool i need this that this that whereas in reality it's just simple what you put in is what you get out the cause and the effect and same goes for your business as well that i like to think that you know most people think that i need this special software or i need to get this new funnel or i need to you know get this any any kind of shiny object or whatever you want to call it uh, but what most people do require and what most businesses require is simplicity and just understanding of the cause and effect principle 
and making sure that if they are serious, they are, if they are dead serious about achieving that goal, making sure that nothing gets in the way and you sacrifice the things that will disallow you from achieving that particular goal. If you think that by eating a cake would make you unhealthy, just don't do it. Or if, if that's your primary goal. So yeah, to summarize, just having understanding of cause and effect, understanding that you have to make sacrifices to achieve certain things in your life would like benefit somebody tremendously. What you saw, you shall reap. And if only more people knew how to apply this law, the world would probably be a different place. What I want to know, Rohan, is I personally believe that entrepreneurship and personal growth go hand in hand. And as your business grows, you have to grow as well as an individual. So what are those habits and rituals that keep you at your peak performance? Now, before I talk about these, I just want to point out something important that there is no such thing as perfection. And while what I'm about to you know, share with you, like these habits and everything, I want you to keep in mind that while most people out there on the internet love to say that they are this special superhuman and i used to think like that man how how does this person like have so much discipline like how does he do it or how does she do it and the fact is that they have a life you know behind the cameras as well that you must understand so before i share these steps and before i share what I at least do to enhance my productivity is I want you to know that it's okay if you mess up sometimes and it's okay as long as you get back on track and keep pushing harder and harder every single day. Okay. So that being said, I think the basic things that I do is one thing that I have been doing since the time I started doing my services, I started meditating a lot at least minimum 10 minutes I would spend uh, before I even start anything. I would just put in my headphones and meditate. I love working out. I think the best thing that I've done, which has helped me probably the highest, is I deleted social media from, from everywhere. And it's a great advice that I've been given to by Sam Owens and I've been given, to, given by Alex Becker. Very beneficial. They say that actually it's not about what they say. It's just what the, the social media was doing to me and what it's doing to everybody. And if anybody wants uh, a live example of this, literally just watch that documentary on Netflix. But what I personally did is I deleted. So I had like a personal Facebook account as well. Like the one that I think we are connected on is my business account. And unfortunately, I can't delete that because uh, my business relies on that but you know even when i'm using my business facebook the news feed is already eradicated and i don't get to see that and uh, i just use it to answer support questions and handle my ads so and then the other thing that i deleted was instagram again it was like a pain uh, just don't want to see pictures of other people it, it, it's irrelevant was wasting my time, got rid of that, got rid of WhatsApp, another waste of time. I started noticing the amount of time I was spending on WhatsApp every day was uh, like a 
lot. And anybody can just open the screen time app on their phone and just uh, start seeing this. So I deleted that and essentially anything that you can think about. The only thing that I use now is Slack uh, because I have to communicate with my team. And uh, my goal is to eventually shift my family members to Slack as well. And then I use Facebook for business purpose. So deleting social media was a blessing. I want to know from you, what is your perspective on this crazy surge of people who have started their online businesses, the surge of people who have become digital coaches, consultants, and with so many people advertising. What is your overview on what's really happened in the past two years? I remember talking to Pratham. Pratham is one of my colleagues. And I remember talking to him and saying that, you know, all this that is, that is happening, you know, there will be this wave that, you know, certainly more people would enter and then uh, certainly they will be wiped out. And I made this prediction and this is exactly what happened. So 2020, just after like the lockdown pe- uh, period started, when the first wave of COVID actually hit us, you know, there was this like surge, as you were saying, uh, of, of these online consultants and gurus uh, talking about their classes and all those things. And I, I observed the trend and the reason why I observed this is not because, you know, I was on uh, social media, as I already told you, I deleted that, but because my CPM started rising and CPM in case anybody who's not an advertiser, it basically stands for cost per thousand impressions that you pay to any platform like Facebook to run ads on their platform. Now, what happened is my cost started rising and I started noticing, okay, the cost mainly rises when there are more people trying to take up space for the same kind of interest that I was targeting on Facebook or Instagram, right? And it started making sense. And what somebody must understand is that the people that are still surviving till date, the people who are still there, any kind of ad that you still see around The ones that are surviving are the ones with a great product and huge amount of success stories. And people who did not focus on that, they were just focused on making that quick money. Now they are gone and they are bust. And what they are now trying to do is come up with complicated upsells and you can keep creating that whole thing. But my personal opinion regarding that is like, why do you want to complicate so much? Like. If you, and why do you want to deal with such a huge amount of customers? And again, this is my perspective. Like I, everybody is entitled to their own, own opinions. My perspective was that, you know, I just don't want to be one of those gurus jumping on stage and just dealing with a huge crowd. I just want to work with less number of people and make sure that they get results. And that's what I focused on. And, and people who did not focus on the growth of their customers are the ones that are gone. And fortunately, I had mentors who guided me to make sure that this was my number one priority. So thankfully, because of that, I'm still in the game. I just have a feeling that most of the individuals or coaches out there are obsessed with their business models rather than being obsessed with their customers. And this might work for them, as I said. It's just that my strategy and based on what I've been taught I, I prefer doing the latter 
And by business model obsession, I mean that, okay, sure, you could create all those frameworks and do all those things. But when you are creating upsells just for the sake of business point of view, so that the main primary reason is so that you gain profit and it does not really benefit the customer, then there is no point of having that upsell in the first place. And on the other hand, you know, if you, if you just like really be honest with your customers and sell at the price that you are worth, then it's just like a lot easier because I think simple scales and something that is not simple does not scale, at least in the long run. To give you an example of this, imagine you buy an iPad, right? Now, if you buy an iPad and it says to you that when, when you open the camera app, it says, oh yeah, you have to actually pay money to use the camera app. Now, if you're not even fulfilling the basic functionality of your product with what you're selling, then it's kind of eliminating the purpose of buying that product because that's going to, in the long run, create individuals who would start disliking you because then they would start feeling, what is it that I paid for? An iPad that isn't allowing me to even have the basic functionality. Now, if you say to me that if, with an iPad, uh, if you want, like, let's say you want to use another app, which is by another developer that gives this existing iPad even more functionality, that kind of upsell makes sense. And, you know, that would benefit the user, but at least it's not limiting their basic functionality because of which they paid money. And my ideology is to do what would be correct for the customers, what would be right for them. And then eventually, once they have gotten results, like I'm pretty sure if they if they get results with your uh, program or whatever that you're offering, you don't even need to do any selling. Like in my case, uh, we, we have our UAPLITY mastermind. Like I have literally not done any selling for it. Like people just approach us that, you know, what's this about? I want to join it. Can I, can I get in? And then we have to say, sorry, no, like, you know, because in mastermind, we only like work with very uh, limited number of people so that's why um, if your initial product is so good people will automatically want to upgrade themselves to whatever next you're offering as long as their initial problem was solved by your first product do you feel that everyone's business is unique and deserves a unique strategy yeah i mean depends upon what kind of strategy first however i think Every business should do their own trial and error to figure out what works best for them and stick with that. Absolutely. And when you see a lot of what I like to call new entrepreneurs, people who are just getting started in the online space, whether they are nine to five professionals who want to quit their job or whether it's first time coaches and consultants, what would be an advice to give these specific individuals in terms of how they should manage their expectations on this journey? My recommendation to those who are starting out would be not to have expectations attached with numbers, rather try to have expectations attached with the effort that you put in, the cause and effect principle. So once you have mapped out your goal, just like how I wrote down on any document or whatever, a pen paper you want to use, once that is done and you have figured out these are the actions required to achieve that target, then just 
put a blindfold or something like that and just focus on repeating those activities every single day consistently for a long period of time without getting attached to the outcome. And what you would notice is that even when you would have achieved that outcome, you would be so accustomed towards those habits that you have formed and the actions that you would fall in love with the process and you would want to continue it for the rest of your life. This means now you are no longer motivated by a number. You are motivated by the game and the game can be uh, infinite, right? There's no limit. As long as you are in it, you keep playing it. I think you couldn't have said it better, Rohan. I think that was a really great example. And the moment you disconnect from the outcome of, you know, a number and you actually find out if you are in love with the process and if you really do enjoy doing what you're doing, because I think the word entrepreneurship is being, it sounds very glorified to say, but the real truth behind entrepreneurship is that it's not for everyone and if you are going to choose career and entrepreneurship then you have to be ready to take it on as a challenge and have the persistence and perseverance to keep on keeping on and challenges will come your way but that's only an opportunity for you to grow so i absolutely agree with you that once you look at it as a, a game then you will enjoy playing it so Rohan, coming to the last question, I just want to know from you, how do you define success? Hmm. Great question. So according to me, success is once you have found something that you love doing, that you can continue doing for a long period of time without facing any resistance and that thing that you are doing is leading to the evolution of the society is what success is. When you are doing something that you love, that you are happy about, and it's also contributing to the greater cause of people around you, and it does not need to be, I think I've said it in this podcast earlier as well, that it doesn't need to be like a massive milestone, but anything that helps others and also makes you happy and you have the luxury to do it every day without worrying you know what, what what's going to happen to the rent or what's going to happen to anything else i think that's what success is brilliant i think i am definitely excited to if this is you at 24 then i can't wait to see how you evolve over the next five years and if there is anything that I would like to take away from this whole conversation that I've had with you. It's the fact that you need to focus on a vision that's bigger than you and look at opportunities in which you can really genuinely contribute to others. So the, the key takeaway is contribution. And that's what UAbility is doing successfully. It's contributing to the lives of all those who have partnered with it and Thank you, Rohan, for taking out the time to share with the listeners your journey, your thought process, and everything that makes you who you are today. Thank you so much, Rohan, for being here on the show. Absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. And thank you for having me on the show. And especially as your first uh, guest for this podcast. And I wish you 
nothing but the best and hopefully this podcast will really you know explode to the next level and uh, hopefully the listeners of this podcast really benefited from the story that i had to share thank you so much for listening to this episode of strictly motivation i hope you learned something valuable from this conversation Don't forget to share this episode on your social media and tag us using the handle at the rate strictly motivation official. To access all the links and resources related to this episode, head to strictlymotivation.com. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. And remember to never stop believing in yourself. Yeah.